Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Above the Fray podcast. My name is David White, and I am here with my lovely wife, Rosie White. And we are so glad that you joined us today. I'm going to have Rosie start off by defining what the fray is, because this is a podcast called Above the Fray. And if this is your first time jumping in with us, you might be going, what in the world is Above the Fray all about? So we are defining the fray as the muck and stress that is induced by unfair expectations coupled with unnecessary drama Mm. imposed by unrealistic demands unrealistic that make us ineffective ruining our joy our peace and our happiness so do you guys do you let's stop there because we always just read the definition we don't really stop at all Mm -hmm. do y'all have any unrealistic expectations that you're trying to meet in your life that would be the fray like you're, you're like being pulled in 10,000 directions. And you're Ma- trying to do it all. Right, right. <laughs> so maybe you're a mom or dad and you're trying to work and attend sport events, sporting events, attending uh, music events, um, trying to work out every day, trying to cook and clean and be everything to everybody. And at the end of the day, you're just exhausted and you have all these unrealistic demands that are on you. That would be the fray. Mm -hmm. So the fray has one goal. And what is that goal? The goal of the fray is it destroys the life that God intends for us. And it destroys our families that God desires for us. And it adds weight, taking away our ability to live freely and lightly. Freely and lightly. Mm -hmm. It's another great, great question, right? Yes. And it, you know, interesting, like talking about the fray, there's a lot of things that we can do as a family that are good and great. Right. And you can organize yourself to be able to accomplish quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But it becomes a fray when it takes away what is most important. Right. When it gets in the way of the most important things. And it's family. important that we look at it in light of stripping away the stuff, the muck and the mire that really overcomplicate our lives really kind of just add extra weight it's kind of like going into your house and spring cleaning right if you spring clean and you go into your you go into your closets and you start getting rid of stuff Mm -hmm. you get rid of stuff in your bedroom in your living room when you walk into those rooms after you do that it's such a different feeling isn't it Mm -hmm. it's like wow i can breathe i want to be in this place this place is inviting Mm -hmm. and maybe that's where some of us struggle is that our lives aren't inviting for us anymore. We wake up in the morning and we're like, wow, here we are again, back to the rat race because we've got so much clutter that we need to get rid of because we aren't intentional with our living. We allow life to dictate what we do and how we live in our responsibilities. And so I think this podcast is important in that area because we're going to be talking about setting goals for this new year we're fairly new into the new year and setting we're family goals and setting family goals and even personal goals mm-hmm. for this year i know a lot of people say that they have new year's resolutions but even beyond that of setting goals that can go with you every single year that are important things that you want to attain things you want to do that are healthy and good and things that you want to get rid of. So we're going to talk about that 
a little bit today. Uh, one of the things, though, is we're just a few days out from my book launch, which yes. is exciting, right? It's very exciting. And that's going to be on January 25th. So my book called Torch is going to be out. It's actually available for pre-order right now, which is fun. At thetorchbook.com. It's a great way to, to find it. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Barnes & Noble's. But uh, it's a little bit harder to find it because it's in pre-order right now. So if you just go to my website, thetorchbook.com, you can check it out there. Pre-order your copy or copies if you want to order multiple copies. And if you live in the Tampa Bay area, we would love to have you join us next Saturday, which is, uh, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, or next Sunday, rather, sorry, uh, the 23rd, uh, we are going to be having a launch party. January 23rd, 2022. Yes, January 23rd, 2022 at 6 p.m. And if you want to join us, we would love to have you. Um, you can get in contact with us through our social media accounts, um, which is great. You can even reach out to me through my, even my email, I guess, uh, which is dgriffithwhite at uh, gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So white at gmail.com and I can get you the details for the launch party. We'd love to have you again. That is Sunday, January 23rd, just a few days away, 2020. Two. 2022. I always do that. <laughs> 22. 2022. We lost. We lost a year. I did. We did. We, did, we? Down, we yes. did. And uh, it's at 6 p.m. So anyway, okay, enough about that. Let's talk about goals and setting goals. And we... Uh, just have a few questions we ask and answer, but the first one is actually one that you need to answer for yourself. You call it rhetorical if you want. I would say it's something that if you could take out a pen and paper, take out, take some time, maybe even this week and begin to pray through it. This first question. Yeah. And so what is the question? So do you have goals for yourself, your family, your marriage as we kick off the new year? Why or why not? That's a great question, right? Why or why not? You can't see us, but we just kind of looked at each other, came at each other that look, the just the spouse look, which I don't even know what that look was, but it was fun. But do you have goals? Or are you just kind of going with the flow? Do you have them personally? Like I'll hear of moms and dads say, well, I have a goal, and this is my goal. But do you have a family goal? Do you have things you want to attain as a family? Mm-hmm. Some priorities for your family this year. What does it look like for you? So I'd encourage you to take this week, even if you don't have any, and begin to pray about what are some things that I need to work on, some goals that I need to work on. Maybe they're goals of things I need to add. Maybe they're things that we need to take away as a family as an individual, what does that look like for you in your family? So that's the first question, right? And that was one that you get to answer. And you can answer all these as well, but we're going to answer some of them along the way too. So Rosie, what is the second question? Um, second question, what does setting goals have to do with living above the fray? So we have a few of these that we've come up with that I think it's so important as we talked about a few minutes ago when we were talking about like spring cleaning, mm-hmm. going in your closet and cleaning out the stuff that you don't use anymore, the stuff that gets in the way, 
as we call them in our house, sneaky statues, things that just take up space. <laughs> and they've been there for so long that you just they're just part of the dust, decor. Dust collectors. Dust collectors, right? And then you wake up one day and you're like, why have we ever gotten rid of that thing, right? So as we look at these goals, one is just intentionally striving to grow, living above the fray, doing things that are different than other people around us because we want to grow. So grow, grow how? Well, we want to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. We want to grow as a family closer together. We want to grow maybe individually in different areas that we know we need to grow in. Mm -hmm. Maybe for some of us, we have habits that we need to get rid of that are not honoring to God. That's growth right there, but it's being intentional. It's like, you know, saying, hey, I want to lose weight as I'm going through, you know, the donut line, you know, the, the drive through the donut shop every day. Mm. But it's intentionally growing. It's saying, hey, I want to spend time in the Word, but I can't seem to put down my phone because I, I'm stuck on Instagram or I'm stuck on social media. Mm-hmm. I want my family to get closer together. And after dinner, everybody just goes to their own rooms and is in their own world their own silos so it's intentionally wanting to grow Mm -hmm. so one is just intentionally striving to grow another one is intentionally again there's that word desiring to see your family stretched i like i like when i think about that because i think my family is at one point right now Mm -hmm. where would i love to see them in a year from now as a family like in our relationships with one another, in our ministry, where would I want to see us in a year from now? In our time in the Word, where do I want to see us now in a year from now? Do I, do I see devotion time just being natural and just something that just begins to feel so uh, like second nature for our family that we're just, it's just the thing we do because we've been growing, we've been stretched mm-hmm. as a family. Maybe for some of us, stretching as a family is turning off devices, turning off the TV, playing a board game, getting to know each other, being intentional about taking my kids out individually for uh, a Coke or a cup of coffee or whatever so I can really get to know them and know their hearts and listen to their hearts. So just really intentionally desiring to see our family and it, it also could be uh, stretched to do something ministry-wise, family. Yeah, know, it could family be a mission trip. Mm-hmm. It could be beginning to look for opportunities in your community where the church is not meeting needs. And there are those opportunities out there that you can jump into as a family. Begin to pray about that. How can we be the hands and feet of Christ as a family? So there's two other ones that we've thought about in the area of what does setting goals have to do with living above the fray. And what are those, Rosie? Um, next one we have listed, developing new Christ-like habits and disciplines. What are some of those things, David? Well, we talked about them a second ago, but I think those are pretty obvious, right? So things like praying together as a family. It's a brand new year. So making sure that we're praying, not just at dinner time, but before bedtime, and we have that time carved out. Maybe it's opening the Word of God together. Maybe it's other spiritual disciplines that you want to do. Maybe 
as a family, you're going to want to say, hey, we're going to do communion once once a month mm-hmm. as a family. We're going to have a time of worship, extended time, and we're going to sing together. So it's just really developing some new habits that you haven't had before that take your family to a whole nother level in their relationship with Jesus. So, so, but we do those kinds of things already. Maybe it's, maybe it's being... Well, we do, right? But, yes. but other people may not. This may be all like brand new. So if you're already doing those things, mm-hmm. you might need to pray about what else is there what, out there. What can you do to make it more, uh, do something fresh and new? And right. I also think just a little bit, maybe what could be new in that is um, being accountable to it, you know? Exactly. Being accountable to it with your kids, like putting it out there and saying, Hey kids, we're gonna meet every evening and we're gonna have a time of prayer. If your kids are like our kids, oh, they're gonna hold you oh, to it. Oh, they do. They're gonna be like, um, I thought we were supposed to pray at nine because yes. that's our prayer time is nine o'clock. Your kids will hold you to that if they're like our kids. They're like, mm-hmm. um, what happened to nine o'clock prayer time? So the last thing though is, is just modeling growth for our kids, and those around us. So, as a family, we're growing together. Right. As an individual, we're growing and people see that people around us begin to see that and they go, wow, your family's different. Your family, your kids love each other. You're like, you guys know each other. You talk to each other differently. Prayer is not foreign to you as a family. Reading the Bible isn't foreign to you as a family. And people begin to see that your kids begin to see that. And like we talked about last week, like the hills that we die on, what is it that your kids are going to take with them when they leave mm-hmm. your home? Those one, two, or three main ideas that you have been teaching them throughout their time in your home. Mm-hmm. And you begin to see this when we look at modeling this for your kids. Yeah, you I model th- that. I think that's key. I think the most important thing is parents modeling modeling what growth looks like and modeling that we're doing the things that cause that cause us to grow mm-hmm. in our faith and from there it stems but honestly if we're not modeling it it's not gonna go it's not gonna overflow mm-hmm. out, out beyond these walls yeah. that we live in well let's let's get this out there right mm-hmm. we're all modeling something for our kids oh, yeah yeah we are modeling something that's true what are what is it that we're modeling Mm -hmm. and if it's growing in christ if it's striving to be like him then that's what we want to do we want to really make sure that we're intentional in the way that we are living our lives it's so important that we you and me set the pace for our children we are the the pace setters as we follow christ we should be leading our children in this area And this is where I love this idea, and I've heard this plenty of times before, and maybe you've heard this, that Jesus is not a Western idea of Jesus, of like a cowboy. He's not driving us. He's not got his whip, and he's not on his horse saying, yeah, yeah, and driving us. He's the shepherd that's out front leading. He's the gentle shepherd. Mm -hmm. Some of us, maybe have too much cowboy in us when it comes to our children in their relationship with Christ. As a youth pastor, I saw that. I saw parents that were driving their kids. 
It's like they had their 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 whip in their hand and they were just going to drive their kids, drive their kids, drive their kids. And I saw so many of those kids get driven right away from the church. Mm-hmm. As opposed to modeling and leading their children, leading them and showing them the way mm-hmm. by the way that they live their life. So, Rosie, what does the Bible say about this whole idea of setting goals? What are some scripture that we we have written down? Um, Proverbs 21, 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Y'all, when I hear that, and I, I just looked at that verse a bunch this past week, I just think about so many families. I think about so many Christian families who are just in the grind. They're in the fray, and their lives are just hasty, especially it comes when it comes to the spiritual things of their lives. Like Even going to church is hasty. Like, you know, we've got to get in the car. We've got to go to church. We've got to get there. It's a like all we can do to get there to church on time. We get there. We do our penance for the week, and then we leave, and then that's it. And Jesus stays right there. We're hasty in that. We don't linger there. Mm-hmm. We don't plan for it. I love this when, um, when I was a youth pastor, I always tell my kids this, and I even tell our kids now, you don't get ready for Sunday worship on Sunday morning. Yeah. You get ready for Sunday worship the night before. Yeah, I, I remember my dad used to always say that. You know, you, you have to plan plan for it and anticipate get your mind and your heart ready to receive whatever it is God's going to give to you you know that Sunday morning and so he was always big about that you know not staying up you know so till you're too tired to wake up in the morning and so you can't pay attention and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing so it's very important it is so important Proverbs 24 27 says this prepare your work outside Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Come up with a plan. Come up with a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. If you try to build your house without any plans, your house is not going to last. (laughs) I don't want to go in that house. That house is is in for a world of hurt. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be structurally sound. And yet we do that with our families, don't we? Mm -hmm. We We don't plan it out. We're not intentional. Hey, here's a great idea. And uh, it's something that, that I love to do. When you go on vacation this year, be intentional about your vacation. Mm-hmm. Make it a spiritual emphasis retreat. Take time to get into the Word together. It's vacation. You have extra time. Take time to sing together, to worship. Maybe even put together little packets with your for your kids. Your kids would probably love that. Wow. Mom and dad, you went above and beyond. Like you made something special just for us. And they're going to remember that. Remember those things that they're going to remember when they leave your home, but incorporating things like that. I just thought about, I just thought about, I mean, like you think about it, a lot of, a lot of us couples, when we, before we get married, we do marriage counseling Mm -hmm. because we're planning for the wedding. It's a big deal. But it also, it's a similar thing, planning for your family, you know, mm, yes. what do you want your family to look like? What are some good modeling and 
uh, godly goals you can have for your family so that you can be the family that is abundant in Christ. That that mm-hmm. is that is you know there's that unity and uh, togetherness that God has designed. So looking at it as in let's build our families with a great foundation of being built on Christ, but continuing to do that with our kids, continuing to do that with our spouses, spending time in the word together, praying together, encouraging each other, not putting up with somebody because they have some habit that they think is okay, but being willing to speak to each other and love calling each other out because we want to see each other grow and being intentional as we do that. The last verse that we have is Philippians 3.14, and there's other verses we could have brought up. But I like this because it says, I press on toward the goal. There it is, the goal. And what is the goal? For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's, I want to live a life of faithfulness to God. I want my life to be faithful, and I want to live towards that. It's a goal. It's an upward goal. Mm -hmm. And as moms and dads, husbands and wives, we have a goal. And our goal, or we should have a goal, that we, we spur our children on to love and good deeds. We spur our children on to serving Christ. Mm -hmm. That should be our number one goal in all of this. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I agree. <laughs> You're just over there. Uh-huh. 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 Amen. 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 Well, well. What are some goals, David, that we have for our family? So we have a few goals, and some of these are here. Some of them I forgot to write down. Um, <laughs> but one of them is um, to grow in the area of hospitality because we love having people over. But, y'all, this is, <laughs> this is an area that I know I feel like we struggle in as a family. And not just hospitality, but hospitality to minister to people, mm-hmm. to love people well. Like, if you have this gift, God bless you. Because I have been to places where people have this gift, and you feel like you could just move into their home. You just want to move in because they are so hospitable to you. Like, they take care of every single need. They love you well. And I think that's kind of the thing that's been kind of percolating in my mind is, Loving people well through being hospitable to them. Opening up our home. Remembering to buy drinks and ice ahead of time. Because we are always terrible at drinks and ice. If you come to our house, you're going to have three drink options. It's, number one is going to be coffee. Number two is going to be water. And number three is going to be Kool-Aid. Sometimes, if we have Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. So, those three things, that's going to be it. Coffee, uh, water, and Kool-Aid. And sometimes okay? ice. And and but but I want <laughs> I want to love people well. I want one of them to come and we just have like a, a display of drinks. Hey, come in. We've got like thirty-five drink options for you. But I want people to come in and, and for us to say, let's not go halfway when they come into our home. Let's give them the best. Let's you know, break out the, the fattened calf for people when they come in. Let's lavishly love them. As best we can. So that's one thing that I really feel like God is just really trying to say to me and to us as a family. So another one is 
What, Rosie? What's another Look one? for new and fresh ways to minister as a family. We talked about that above there, mm-hmm. um, about setting goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something sometimes you have to just pray on that and, and see what God will reveal to you. And then also, I think one of the things you can do also is to ask your kids about these things. Mm-hmm. Kids... Kids, I think a lot of times their hearts are sensitive to some things that we may not see as adults because we kind of, you know, block things out, Mm -hmm. you know, but just listen to your kids and they might be able to give you some ideas about uh, new and fresh ways to minister. One of the reasons why this is really kind of an ongoing goal for us. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason is, is that we want this to be fresh on our minds at all times. We want to be able to say, when the Lord presents an opportunity, we're ready. We are nimble and we can move real quickly and do whatever that looks like in the moment. So looking for it too and being having your eyes open and your ears open to opportunities to minister to other people. Mm-hmm. And by keeping that as a goal and mentioning that to our children frequently, and I feel like some is important. I, I feel like also one of the things that we've done a pretty good job, and you know, I'm not saying we're any any experts or anything like this, but I think when our kids sometimes it's us coming alongside and helping them, and so I think just sometimes it's us coming alongside and, and assisting, uh, being a support. Um, with our kids and their ministry opportunities. So it might necessarily necessarily be all of us in there at once, but mm-hmm. um, like sometimes it could be um, being a prayer supporter, being a supporter of, what do you call it? Materials, whatever, in our kids' ministries, whatever they, you know, God brings their path. It's also championing those things, championing those things where they have opportunities to, get involved in a Christian club or to lead a Christian club on campus and really encouraging it, encouraging them in that, mm-hmm. helping them buy the supplies, as Rosie was saying, the material things, praying for that, making sure that they get there on time and all those little nuances that go with supporting them in that and, and fanning the flame yeah. of ministry in their lives. I think about that when I think of in 2011, I think, we uh, two of our daughters stayed after church for a meeting and we ended up staying afterwards because they were young they were both in middle school and it was a meeting about uganda going to uganda on a missions trip and we're like we're just gonna sit here and we're gonna just listen yeah and then we're gonna go home it was their idea and we're like we're gonna support them we're just gonna be here at this meeting right and then we're (laughs) gonna go home and we're gonna have lunch and then it's it right so like Literally four months later, four of us were on a plane to Uganda mm-hmm. on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. And they had gotten so excited about it. They were so thrilled to go. And I think Soli was 12 and Hannah was 14. Yeah. And the four of us were on a plane to Uganda. Yeah. And let me tell you what, I wouldn't have traded that for the world. No. That planted within them a seed for missions, a seed for reaching out to people who uh, are don't have as much as them yes, materially. I, yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons why the Bible says, unless you have faith as a child, because when we went to that missions trip, our girls had such a faith that 
this is something God wanted them to do. And this huge number amount that it was going to take to get there, you know, myself and as the adult and thinking, well, we have to pay this, 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 and this. I saw no way, but they saw a way and their faith was fresh, new, and big. And I think we have to continue to have faith like faith like that. And that's why I think it's important, as we were saying, looking for new, fresh ministry opportunities. Talk to your kids. They can see things that we might not see because, right. you know, yeah. our eyes are kind of, we have adult eyes and uh, we kind of may, we may not see it, but we're, we look at logistics a lot of times before we look at the faith side of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, let me just share with you guys this. We did the math right and if you do um the math going into something like that going to uganda the sticker shock is quite amazing i think it was going to cost us 16 to 17 thousand mm-hmm. dollars and we had like four months to raise that now i wasn't making a whole lot of money at the time you might say i was underemployed rosie was working full time we're like where in the world are we going to get this money And we actually told our girls, this is how much it's going to cost. And the Lord's going to have to provide this for us to go. And it was great to see the money come in. Mm -hmm. People here and there giving money for us to go, supporting us as a family. That right there did wonders for their faith in Mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it's great to see that, to be able to fan that flame in your kid's life. You might not be going to Uganda this year. But look for other opportunities to minister together as a family. I just think that is so very, very important. So, Rosie, our last question is this. What are some couples? Well, well we have um, one oh, more. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so oh, okay. This, we have one more as a family. Is, this is pretty big. This is a big one, you guys. <laughs> and some of y'all can relate to it. Um, so, one of our last goals that we're, we have as a family for this year is to work on being more positive mm. and encouraging to one another and to those we come into contact with. That's big because you guys know this. The last two years, our world has become so jaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been before that, right? We know that. But in the last two years, people just feel like they have the li- a license to be completely negative. And I'm not just talking about Joe Pagan down the road. I'm talking about people who are good Bible-believing Christians who have like this this feel like they have the right to grind an axe and be negative all the time Mm -hmm. and yes there's realism out there like we need to be realistic about certain things but at the same time we can become so sour and negative and nasty we become just like everybody else and guess what that's called the fray Mm -hmm. and we don't want to do that we want to rise above that within our own home and we've noticed that in even in the last few months, we've kind of sunk into that a little mm-hmm. bit. And we want to catch that. We want to catch ourselves in that, like, wait a second. We don't need to be doing that. That's stuff of the world. That's the stuff the devil wants us to do. That's the stuff that the devil delights in. And it doesn't honor and glorify God in our own home. Mm-hmm. You look like you have something to say. Oh, no. Well, no. I was just thinking, I was just thinking about some, some, very, some very real scriptures pertaining to that mm, yeah um, do everything without grumbling and complaining yeah, right yeah boom yep i know even today you know i was complaining to rosie 
And she listens like she normally does. And then she was like, honey, sit down for a minute. I need you to listen to me. And then she gave me a three-point <laughs> a three point lecture oh, no. in love on why what I was complaining about I didn't need to be complaining about. And she was right on all three of those. And I needed to hear that. And she was absolutely right. And I'm like, wow, thank you for calling me out on that. I was very grateful for that because you get blinded to negativity, don't you? And people see that. They pick up on it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. One thing I did, uh, we did a couple weeks ago is we got to meet Bob Goff. Yes. And let me tell you what, if you've ever met Bob Goff, one thing you know, I don't know if there's a more positive person Mm -hmm. on planet Earth. Mm -mm. He is so positive. And I was like, I want to be like that. Yes. I just want to be this bundle of joy, this fireball of joy, so to speak, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get to that point. Yeah. And so that's a goal that we have for us individually, but it's also for us as a family Mm -hmm. where we are uplifting and encouraging each other. Uplift and encourage. Every day. Every day. And we're intentional about it. So the last question is this. What are some goals that we have as a couple? Because if you've listened to us in the past, we don't want to just sit there and go, well, this is what y'all need to do. Do these three things and call us in the morning. No, no, no. We want to be very intentional and let you know that we are going through this too yes. alongside of um, you. So one of the goals, and we do this mostly every mm-hmm. day, um, but we're humans. But So it's to spend time in prayer and devotions daily. As a couple. As a couple. Yep. We do this as a couple. It doesn't mean it replaces our own personal devotions. Mm-hmm. But as a couple... I think one of the best things we can do, and this is why it's important to us, mm-hmm. is if Christ is the glue that holds us together, mm-hmm. then then why not do the most important thing that we can do together? And that is share the word together. Exactly. And so what we do, we do, uh, a, it doesn't, it's not like a long drawn out. It's just a few minutes in the mornings, maybe 10 uh, five to ten minutes in the mornings, mm-hmm. and it includes prayer, praying, praying for each other, and in the evening as well, and in the evening as well. We so, do it. So we do it twice. Yep. So maybe for you, if you're listening, maybe if that's a goal that you've always had, maybe you need to look for a good devotion to to do together. Mm-hmm. There are tons of Christian couple devotionals out there. There are a dime a dozen, so you can find them. Uh, we're using. Uh, we're actually doing it. This is the second year we're doing it is Spurgeon's Day and Evening Devotional. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. It is so rich. But uh, that's a great one to do as a couple. Another goal that we have is to be each other's biggest cheerleaders and the different aspirations that we have. Mm-hmm. It's easy to put somebody down, especially as a couple. Mm-hmm. It's easy to put somebody down or to play armchair quarterback for somebody's aspirations and dreams. And especially for some reason, when you're in a relationship with them, mm-hmm. some reason we like, just think like, Oh, it's okay. It's easy pickings. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. And so your spouse shares with you their aspirations or their dreams, or they're working towards something. And we never, like we don't support them in it. Maybe we did it for a year or two years or three years or four years. But after a while, it's just like, Oh, well, that's never going to come to be. So, we're just going to remind them about how much money they waste. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. how much time they waste you know how much they could be doing other things with their time instead of doing this one thing but maybe this year you need to be your biggest your spouse's biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. I mean think about that if you were to say you're the number one person in my life and I am going to get the biggest bullhorn the biggest megaphone I can get and I am going to cheer you on every single day and that's one of the things what that we felt like was so important this year mm-hmm. Rosie sells Mary Kay so if you're listening and you need some facial products mm-hmm. you can check it out and she's really working hard mm-hmm. on that she really wants to make that become a full-time career for herself you know what I'm ecstatic for her does it take away some time from our family sure but you know what I am so thrilled that she has the courage to say, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And she's stepping out in faith, and I want to support her. And the same is true with me and writing the book that I wrote. She is cheering me on. She is right there beside me, working with me, giving me ideas, helping me out um, with details and things like this launch party that we're doing. She's right there helping me with it. I mean, I can't ask for anything more than that. Mm-hmm. And you know what it does for me when I'm encouraged and for Rosie when she's encouraged? It takes us to a whole nother level. It's the wind in our sails. Mm-hmm. Those days when she's discouraged with Mary Kay or the days that I'm discouraged with my book writing, it is just what we need, that breath of fresh air, knowing that our spouse, our lover, is right there just cheering us on. Go team, go. Mm-hmm. Go team, go. Imagine what your marriage could do if you were both doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could you know go to the moon with it. The sky is the limit with with that. So one of the things that we also want to do is this year is really become laser focused with our finances. If you're like us, it's something we think about, mm-hmm. but we don't really focus on it like we should. Mm-hmm. Especially me. I mean, I start thinking about finances, and if you're like me, I get all, like, googly-eyed. <laughs> I think I start to convulse a little bit. I start to have seizures. It's just my brain, it just has a thing with it. But it's a goal of ours. Mm-hmm. Remember stretching? We want to be stretched yeah, this year. Exactly. And it's a healthy goal. Why? It's an above-the-fray goal because so many people around us just kind of throw out credit cards and live in debt and, and borrow, borrow, borrow. And they don't ever stop to say, we want to be intentional with our finances. So one of our one of our goals as a family, as a couple, is to become better communicators with each other. And that's that I think was a book. Women are from Mars and men are from Venus. Or vice versa. It's, it's I think it's men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Something I, like I that. don't even know. Right. But we honestly our brains are different. They are very they different. They are totally different. They are very different. And so sometimes you can be saying the same words spoken from a woman and those words spoken from a man can mean two, two totally different things. So we have to learn how to communicate, try to understand each other, and take the time to work on those things um, because it, it, it makes our marriage better and stronger. Sometimes those things are hard to deal with. You know, they take a little bit extra patience and uh, 
you know, effort, Mm -hmm. mercy, and grace. Yeah, I think that, too, there are things that every marriage, every Mm -hmm. couple deals with that are hard things to deal with, like hard topics to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens is, is that maybe in the past we've tried to talk about these things. We've tried to communicate about them. Uh, maybe it's just intimacy. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's the way that we're raising our kids or how much time somebody's spending away from the family. Those hard conversations. But we kind of gave up on that. And we just kind of settled and we've kind of gone into autopilot. And what happens is is that I believe that those things begin to drive a wedge in between us as a couple. If we're not careful, that wedge gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, we wake up next to a stranger in our bed. Mm -hmm. We may have been married to them for, you know, 15 years, 20 years, but we don't really know them because we really don't communicate with them. So that's one of the things that we really want to do. We want to be able to have that communication to where we can talk about even those hard things sometimes. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's a goal that you have. Maybe you need to even see about maybe bringing in a marriage counselor if you need to, Mm -hmm. if it's things that are super hard to deal with. But we want to make sure that we as a couple are communicating and communicating Mm -hmm. properly. And Rosie, what's the last goal we have? Uh-huh. <laughs> to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. Which was, when was that? It was last year, January. July. Um, <laughs> oops, <laughs> scratch that. July. Last year, July. <laughs> if you don't know, we have an ongoing joke because Rosie always forgets when our anniversary date is. Believe it or not, it's actually the wife this time. And so I actually have fun with that a lot of the times too when... It's around our anniversary date because she'll start asking me, so is it today? Is it today? Like three, four days out. And then, yeah. So we want to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. And we were planning on celebrating it. But as you guys know, we've had this uh, pandemic thing going on. And everything is so up in the air still. And we're like, okay, this is crazy. We want to do it. And we want to do it right without any kids. Hit hit with no kids for a good amount of time. We want to get away and have fun. But that's a goal that we have for this year. And so we're going to really work on being intentional about getting to that point. So that's it. That's all the questions we have. That's all the all the knowledge we can give you today. I think my brain is fried. Can you tell? Is it smoking? Well, we've had to dump. Well, people can't hear, but there's a lot of been a, been a lot of going lot. Not going, going on, on outside, behind the scenes. Outside that door. Yes. With kids. Yes, our three-year-old is sounding like a velociraptor right now, which is never a good thing. Note to self, free advice. If your child sounds like a velociraptor, usually not anything not good. good. Not good at all. So anyway, I think that's all we got for this uh, episode, this podcast. We want to thank you all for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Especially if you've lasted this long, almost 45 minutes. Uh, but thank you for listening. If this podcast has been a blessing, please share it with others. Also, don't forget to check out our social media platforms where we post additional content and you guys can get a kind of sneak peek behind the craziness that is our life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And on Instagram, it's Above the Fray with David and Rosie. And on Facebook, it's just 
above the fray. So we want to again thank you guys for listening. Rosie, you got anything else? Uh, nope, honey. That's it. All right. Thank you guys. God bless you. Goodbye.